You read the Bible, Greg. You talking to me? I'm a law Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, there's Jesus freak. I got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me 100 natural scouts. <laughs> Start to see pictures, eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. All right, hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing podcast for Sunday, September 27th, 2020. This is episode number 85, and I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Coming up this week, we have a review of Antebellum. We'll also be talking about some other things that we watch, and Zach and I are probably going to go back and forth here talking about some of our recent Blu-ray hauls, which is what we really want to talk about anyways. And uh, whatever else comes up along the way. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Um, how are you guys doing this week? I mean, great. Look at this tote full of stuff. That's right. I how many actually? It's an actual tote for those who can't see this. How many figures did you end up getting, Zach? Just the, just the Freddy Krueger and the Iron Giant. I have. So it, okay. In the last two weeks. For figures, I got Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason Boyers, the Iron Giant, and the robot from the Forbidden Planet. What is the Forbidden Planet? It's an obscure one. It, I thought it was obscure, too, because it's in the toy aisle at Walmart, and I saw it, and I was like, I can't not get it. But what kid is asking their mom to buy them this toy from a 1950s science fiction movie? <laughs> Whoever he is, he's a real dork. <laughs> Actually, I bet this comic place right next to where, like, the pizza shop is located, I can see them having, like, a cool Xenomorph figure. They'll have yeah. something. Like, I, mean, I know that they'll have something. Although my friend just texted me back, and she said, yes, that they do have cool collectibles slash action figures. But cool is subjective, so what does she think is cool? Cool is subjective, so... I don't know what she would find cool. Is this like if maybe they had like a nice Samantha action figure from Sex and the City? I'd buy that. It would be cool if they had like a Edward Cullen figure. I'd buy that. I'm pretty sure that's like what majority of their income goes towards. It, it comes from is Twilight fan fiction and shit like that. Yeah, I would be cool to get an Edward doll. Not a doll, an action figure. Excuse me. If it's sparkle, you're not fucking dolls. Like, dude, if it if it's a doll, you have a problem. Do you okay? Here's the real like. This is what I want. I want a Buffalo Bill figure because that's what he wanted to do. Get an action figure. Well, he wanted to like create his own skin suit, and then now I have what is essentially a skin suit of Buffalo Bill. So just get, like, a Buffalo Bill costume. I feel like that's more accurate to his desire. A Hannibal Lecter figure would be cool. I want one like the of... The one of like, him in the, of, like, him in the straps with that fucking face guard so he can't bite anybody. Is there an action figure of the guy that throws cum on Jodie Foster? 
What is it? Multiple bigs? <laughs> Comes with real cum. <laughs> that'd be cool if you could. That'd be cool if it had like a little stand and you could press a button and it's just like I can smell your cunt. It says that, and then it's like it's like it has like a one of those buttons in the back that you push to move arms, and it's just they're just tossing cum. <laughs> It's one of those. It's one of those dolls that like one of those uh those freaking small little babies that you can fill with water that actually pee. Except it actually comes. <laughs> you gotta fill it with like mayonnaise or something. Or, you know. You are. You know the real deal. Bring it true to character. That'd be awesome. Someone comes over, they're like looking at your figurines, and you're like, careful with that one, it's a squirter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't press the button on the back. That's all I can say. Well, our sponsor should be happy we got our obligatory come reference into this episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you say a majority of your haul is from this week, Zach, or the last two weeks? Probably Walmart. They actually had – I was surprised that they had a bin out because Best Buy took away their 599 bin. Right, because of high touch. Sure, and they sort of put it up like – they kind of made like a uh, – sort of like an end cap type thing about it, but Walmart doesn't give a fuck. So in the past week, I've been to Walmarts in Bangor, Brewer, um, Waterville, and Augusta. So I specifically looking for – no, 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 no. I was just there. So, okay, I guess I can tell the story. So, Rob Zombie Special Collector's Edition Steelbook of Halloween. Only available at Best Buy in Augusta. Best Buy in Bangor was sold out. Okay. I thought that I had placed my order for Best Buy in Bangor, in-store pickup. I got there, and they said... uh. Well, we don't have an order for you, and so they scanned my receipt, and it said, well, that is an order, but it's ready to be picked up in Augusta, and I was like, I don't live in Augusta. What would be the, why would that default to Augusta? And I was like, he said, well, did you, he said, did did you, like, keep switching stores to, like, check inventory? And I said, yes. And he said, well, sometimes our computer system lags behind. It doesn't quite catch every time you switch back and forth, so you probably placed the order, and our system just hadn't caught up to the fact that you actually went back to Bangor. And I said, okay, so, like, what are my options here? And he was like, well, they could ship it to your house, and I was like, okay, well, what, what date would that be? And he was like, well, it looks like the it would be delivered by October 5th. And I was like, October? It's going to take like, over a week to go from and I was like, Sir, to my house. Do you realize I want to put this on my shelf and never watch it for the next week? I, said, I was <laughs> like, do you understand that I need this today? So I drove to Augusta, and I got it, and I haven't even unwrapped it yet. Exactly. <laughs> T-minus eight days until it would, it would have been delivered at his house. <laughs> But, you know, Chris, I had to have it, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to Walmart today because I wanted to pick up Colorado Space. It was on sale down from, like, $25 to 13 
So they don't. So their organizational system is terrible. In the fact um, that they don't have one. Yeah, it's terrible. So they've got like some 4Ks over here. They're like on an end cap, and then it's like you go weaving along, and it's like DVD, 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 4K. It was a mess. How horrendous! Disgusting. Get your fucking shit together. So I I couldn't find Colorado Space. So I go up to the counter and I say, "Excuse me, sir." I was like, "Can you help me find a movie?" And he's like, "Oh, there's no way for me to find the movie for you." And I'm like, "What? What, what do you mean?" And I was like, "I'm just looking for this movie." I was like, "Can you tell me if you've got?" It? And he's like, "There's no way for me to tell you if I have that movie." And I'm like, "I was like, but like I was like, but right here on on your website it says that it's in stock." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't trust that thing." I was like, so you're telling me if, if it's not, if it's not, <laughs> I was like, if it's not on the wall, you don't have it. He's like, yeah, that's right. You so I was like, so I said, okay, we'll see. We'll see about this. So I step off to the side, go to the, go to Walmart's website by the, I do purchase in-store pickup, pick that movie. Your order will be ready. <laughs> suckers someone had to go fucking get that shit for me wow jake you kind of suck you think it was Boy, the man. same guy i fucking hope so dude it's like i hope he was like i hope he's like huh guess we do have this movie after all <laughs> did he talk like that like can you be completely honest i can't remember so that's he, what everybody sounds like even my like, mother sounds like that when i talk to her even <laughs> Like, I would place an order on Best Buy to pick up at the store, and it would tell me that, like, three of the things were not are no longer available in the store. And when I go to the store to pick up my order, I look and I'm like, I'm going to see if these things are here. Sure shit. Fucking Twister, Napoleon Dynamite, and Uncle Buck were all there. They could have been a part of my order. But they emailed me and said they were not available. Oh, that's annoying. It happened to me a couple weeks ago where I tried to get, like, there was, like, this bundle where it was, like, it was something like buy. What the fuck was it? I don't know if it's eight o'clock at night to open the window. You open locked it. It's not my house, Chris. That's rude. I can't just start opening people's windows. Oh my fucking gosh! You're gonna... Fuck you. Maybe you What's have a problem. For some some windows can be opened and some can't. How am I supposed to know? I don't know. Dude, there's literally no system. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that you live in anarchy, but there are windows. What do you think? Chris, no system is a system. Anyways, yeah, there was some bundle deal where you could get a bunch of shit. I want to get Ghostbusters 2 and Caddyshack. What happened to Ghostbusters 1? I own Ghostbusters 1 already. Why didn't you get the double, the duo set? Double feature. Uh, I more shop on, like, deals. So I, I got the first one. It was, like, five bucks for the Steelbook. Mm-hmm. And then to get this, what a broke ass bitch, dude. It's about it's about the good price. You know what I mean? It's like, oh it's shit, about quantity over price. quality. This guy has flipped tunes so many times in the last like two years we've done this podcast. You can't take him for his word. You can't first do it. he's only first he's only watching quality over quantity, and then this guy whips out all eight saw films. 
Then he's selling movies, and he's like, I'm no longer buying movies. 4K is fucking stupid. I'm only buying Criterion. Now this guy's got a bin of, like, 70 fucking movies, including the Monsters on DVD, complete series <laughs> of Roseanne. Like, this guy's all over the place. And I just want to I just want to point out, I'm watching Quality Over Quantity, and two weeks ago, he had Kitchen Nightmares is the only thing he watched <laughs> that week. <laughs> I watched a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. What can I say? This guy's all over the place. You can't take anything he says seriously. No. No, you cannot. But, hey, Zach, I'm glad you're back on the physical media train for the time being. I already say Gideon Susan Collins bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys, uh... What do you think? You want to talk antebellum first, and then uh, well, then we'll uh, we'll get to our halls afterwards. Sure. Might as well. All right. So, antebellum was written and directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz. Stars. <laughs> <laughs> stars uh, Jenna Monet, Jenna Malone. Oh, Eric Lang. Oh, a couple other people, and the plot Precious. synopsis is successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. So what did you guys think of Antebellum? Fucking well, sucked. I mean, mind-bending mystery is kind of stupid because I figured it out, like, in 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I guess we'll say uh, this will be a full spoiler review. We won't hold back as normal, so if you haven't seen it, come back later. If you haven't seen it, don't um, waste your time, like... It's 100 minutes that you could spend doing literally anything else. It's a really bad movie. I wouldn't say that's really bad. I think the problem becomes when you essentially lay the whole movie on the twist. I'm going to go – Of course I lied to you. I fucking knew you did. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted him open, dude. Go shut him if you want him shut. <laughs> can you hear the even cars? I, even I can hear the cars, yeah. Whoa. Who would have fucking thought the guy who lived here or the other guy? <laughs> before, what you don't know is that I also live here. Before you shut that one, there's a little glass elephant on top of that. Just make sure you... I hate when people do that. I'm going to break it out of general principle. That... <laughs> fucking that wasn't She's destroying their plants. <laughs> That's all right. It's literally just dirt. I can pick it up. It's literally just dirt. I'll pick it up in a minute. I'll pick it up in a minute. Um, this movie was garbage, Jake. Um, in just in the meantime, while Zach's doing bullshit. Yeah. No, tell me about it, Chris. Tell me all about it. The intro. It was a very cool tracking shot. I thought that was really nice. Or great island score too. I thought it was really cool. And then everything was bullshit. From after that shot until they got back to the plantation the second time. Or when they got back to the plantation. Like in the third act, you mean? Yeah, the third act was not that bad. I actually kind of enjoyed it. But everything from that beginning to middle, dog shit. I would say that there's nothing redeemable about it. Ooh, those are heavy words. Harsh words. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't – I wouldn't necessarily say I, I mind the movie. Two days before we watched the movie, I said to Rachel, I said, hey, I know what the twi- – I already know what the twist is going to be. 
so when we were when we were watching it, I was more just watching it to see like what the evidence would be. I was like, there's no, there was no way in my, in my mind that the twist like was not gonna be that. I was like, I was ready to be like surprised to see, maybe they went another way, but I was just like, two before we watched, it, I was like convinced that there was no other way what it was gonna be. So then I was kind of just like watching it to see if there was like evidence. Um, just to like kind of support me building through, and like the more and more it went, I got I became more and more convinced. So like I don't know, maybe that changes it a little bit, because like I'm not really writing a mystery. I'm just kind of like just seeing it unfold and just seeing how it plays out. Like, because Chris, you did not, you didn't suspect what it was, right? Up until right before it happened. When they went to, to like did the time skip. As soon as the time skip happened, I was like, like oh. when she wakes up from the when she like wakes up in the dream or from yeah. the dream or whatever and goes back in time. That's when you figured it out. No, when she goes when like she wakes up in her bed in, in like the the but the second time and the phone's ringing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. OK. As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, OK, so this is how it's going to play out. But like I didn't give it much thought beforehand, if I'm being completely honest. Mm hmm. So yeah, the trailers for this film were like very misleading. It was kind of like I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was terrible. Tell me more. Truly terrible. Um. All right. Well, let's start with. I think Janelle Monae is fine, but I don't think she's like that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna Malone is perfect as always. She's great. I love her. I think she's not that great in this. But the, I don't confirm. know. I don't know what her name is. I'm sorry. I should look it up, but I don't care that much. Jenna Malone, who plays Crush, Precious. Oh, she, is that her? She is, is that... terrible. Yeah. The one who's cracking all the jokes. Yes. Oh, I loved she, her. She's awful. She was my favorite part. Oh my god. I would say that there was no good acting in this movie. I don't think Janelle Monet is bad, but, like, whoever thought, like, I don't know who thought, like, this professional musician who has no acting experience, we should make her the lead. It's like, mm, you Hold shouldn't. On. I'm holding. No, 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 continue, continue. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> Chris, I finally um, just understood your shirt that it's R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> just yep. got that. Classic overdose. Also, Janelle Monet was in Moonlight, you fuck. Yeah, in a very small role. I said, who thought she should be the lead? Yeah, but you said after no acting experience. Minimal. Minimal experience. Are you happy now? Yes. Be fucking accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, I agree with what Chris said. I like the opening shot, but I do feel like that whole 40 minutes just seems long and stupid and like it's it's like i get what it's trying to do it's like but at the same time i think the commentary of the movie is like kind of foregone so that it can have this twist and like i think it's like, I get, like, it's trying to show you the horrors of slavery and how we haven't gotten over that today. But, like, I don't think there's anything in that first probably, like, 40 minutes that, A, we haven't seen before. Or, and B, like, it's getting it all wrong because the movies that it's, like, emulating, like, 
the color purple and 12 years a slave and things like that where you see like the brutality of slavery like in those movies it's effective because these are characters that you like, care about i don't give a shit about anyone in this movie and like it's you're you're thrown right into the middle of it with no time to build anything up so it's like how can i care about any of one like i'm not you're basically just relying on the shock factor of what you are willing to show and i don't think you're willing to show that much to shock me maybe this is just me because i've seen a lot of shocking things in my life but that's what i was wondering like when you think about something like like 12 years a slave like that movie can get that movie gets pretty brutal at times and i never Mm -hmm. felt like this like really goes all out but you also like really feel for lapita nuongo and chiwetel okafor and like you feel for those characters, and you're like, I don't want these terrible things to happen to them. I don't want terrible things to happen to Jamal Monet either. But like I'm saying, I don't, I didn't care when they did. You didn't get to know right. them, right? Right. Did it seem like weirdly watered down? Like it feels like, like it feels like if they're like really despise these people, like it'd be way more like violent, like way more vulgar to them. And like I never really felt that. Like I mean, like obviously it, it is to like some degree. But it never feels like it. It never feels like it commits fully. Yeah, I mean, I would say it commits fully at moments, but like you can't do both sides of the line. It's trying to walk a fine line that I think it should have committed to one side or the other. Yeah. It's trying mm-hmm. to keep the appeal of a mainstream audience while also trying to be a genre movie. And I would have definitely preferred it to pick one side or the other. I could see this, like, I could see the plot working out. Like, I could see everything going the exact same way and working out just fine and it being a better movie if it wasn't structured the way it was. Absolutely. I think the twist is what ruins the movie. Well, it's like the structure that's, like, is really what it is, like – Building it up to then try to be like, here's this twist that's going to blow everybody's mind. I thought it would be super interesting as if you start with where the second act is. You kind of go through, maybe get a little bit more development. She gets abducted, and then the whole movie is her trying to escape from a plantation. So it's like, holy shit, this is literally modern-day slavery and like going through like the struggles. I still Because then like you it. can get more – like because then you can come have way more commentary – Instead of, like, you're trying to have commentary, but then you're also trying to dance around, like, what you just saw in the first act because you're trying to hold your cards for this twist that's going to lead out the movie. Like, And I feel like if you do it that way and you restructure it so that everything is being told in time rather than jumping from one point and then going backwards and then going back forward, if you tell everything as it happens, you can still have that commentary and still kind of appeal to the mainstream audience. Because then the twist becomes – it's just shocking. It's like, holy shit, like this is 2020 and they're literally like on some plantation at some Civil War reenactment. Like they're literally being forced back into slavery. You're like, holy shit, that's fucked up. And then like it becomes sort of more brutal from that point. Instead of being like, wait, have we been in the 1800s? Like, oh, no, shit, twist. It's actually 2020. So oh then my it becomes god, muddled. did you know, Chris, that people are still racist? I do, now that I saw this movie. Like, the commentary <laughs> is so watered down and stupid because of 
the twists that they feel like they need to. Like, whoever edited this movie, like whoever okayed the edit to this movie, should be fired and never work again. And like this, the quote unquote subtle things to show yeah. the differences, like. As soon as she wakes up, she goes to the bathroom and she rubs her back in the part where she was branded and like, um, <laughs> 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 it was uh, for for a twist sake, you're kind of ruining everything right there. Like, At that point, I was like, I know what this. Or it could have been, it could have been more interesting if like Janelle Monae is playing two characters. No. Like there's like an ant. Worse. No, 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 as in like it was a two characters, it's like, like yeah, like. Like, you're saying the parallels of, like, how slavery has evolved from, like, 1800s to nowadays. And so it's, like, she's playing, like, her author, writer self. But then you're paralleled with it where, like, some ancestor of hers in, like, ante- antebellum self. And then you're showing those parallels. Like, that, I think, would even be a more interesting film than, like, well, what we get. with a brand on the back. Well, I was, I was maintaining, like... I was main. T- I was holding out. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't gonna go exactly where I think it is, and maybe it's just gonna be the start, uh, the similarities and the differences between back then and now. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be, you know, a good movie. And then it went exactly where I thought it was going to, and I just kind of gave up at that. <laughs> and then I like when they reveal that it's 2020, and when like they overtly like want you to know that it's modern day and they're like oh what the fuck dude you're not supposed to have a cell phone here you know you're not supposed to have a cell phone it's like, <laughs> right there's nothing subtle about this movie at all so the end part was my favorite i do have to say the her her escaping was my favorite part mm-hmm. i liked her yeah. worse but like i like that i like when she burned the guys and like walked away with the torch yeah she was badass like that, like I, like I think like the I think the I think the long I think the long take is uh I don't, I don't know I'm I'm hit or miss on the long take but like I did like how it was played like with that violin score I like this I like the score quite a bit okay can we stop pretending that okay this movie's been made before it's a masterpiece it's directed by M Night Shyamalan it's called The Village. <laughs> has a much better score, much better story, much better performances. I don't know if it's the same thing, but you know, <laughs> much better movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I was trying to think about like the village and like why the twist works better for me in that film than it does in this. Well, I, think I saw that you rewatched it today, Zach. So because you don't really see it coming, and also it doesn't try to like. I don't think it tries to reveal anything to you until it's ready to. Whereas I feel like this one really, like, because it is trying to say something about modern times, it is really pushing you, like, to get to this conclusion. Like, it, it, it has to reveal that to you before maybe it's ready to. Whereas The Village is trying to say something about just everyday, like, human existence, whereas this is, like specific to today well i guess the village is never is not worried about trying to lay breadcrumbs right right whereas this movie is a lot of breadcrumbs because in the beginning they talk about like this is not breadcrumbs this is a loaf of wonder bread yeah like the people show up and they're like oh like i recognize you or like i know who you are (laughs) 
And even in like the second, the second act is where like the breadcrumbs become the bread loaves, where it's like she gets the bouquet of flowers and there's like literally cotton in it. And then it's like, oh, thanks for that bouquet of flowers. And it's like, I never sent you flowers. And then I think it's just, it would be way more interesting if you just start right there and you like, you get to know, like, because obviously like the way it's structured now, like the Jenna Malone character, like her kind of ambitions don't like, or her goals and drive make literally no sense all right first off and like just kind of come out of nowhere whereas at least if it starts like you can kind of learn more about jenna malone and then you can like lay small things that kind of seem off like there's that scene where they're at the dinner table and they're like the janelle monet and precious are like oh man like my service here has been terrible and then the white girl's like i've had great service and it's like there's a small little thing that you can leave out it's like it's it's like it is so heavily influenced by Get Out, but learned nothing from it. You, like from a craftsmanship point of view, right? Yeah. I just as far as Jenna Malone's character goes, she's great. She's I best. feel like she's she, in Hold the Dark. She's awesome. She they pick a main villain for two different time periods, but they don't commit to one. So when they're back on the plantation, the main villain is the guy from the, the like the Civil War general or whatever he is. Yeah. And you go to main modern times, Jenna Malone is the main villain. And I get that, you know, the whole entire they're all bad guys. But like you can't ha- I feel like you can't have one in one in one uh, setting and then have another in another setting and expect both to work out because just in the sense where I can't like uh, was it Michelle Monet? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Where I can't like Janelle Monet because I don't know her. I can't hate these guys beyond a surface level. Just because I don't, I don't like know how truly evil they are beyond the evil acts that they are doing. Which mm-hmm. getting to know them and hating them deep down, uh, I don't know. It's just wasn't my cup of tea i think that i would rather have had one villain and one kind of uh, redeeming main character Mm -hmm. yeah my whole thing just comes back to like i think this just becomes way more of an effective movie if you be worried less about the twists and just focus about like the commentary because i still think like i still think like it's like i still think it's a good idea for a film where like these outspoken black people are kidnapped and then brought like brought to a literal plantation on this civil war reenacting site. And then if you want to take it a step further, there's like people who even come in and tour it and they're like, Oh wow, like shit, they got all these black people to reenact slavery like slavers, and then they're like, No, please like help us, we're trapped and then they're like, Whoa, holy shit, this is so fucking real. Yeah. Like, like the, but they're literally trapped there and then like them trying to escape. Like I thought that all would be so much more interesting. I mean, like then again, like if you if they were like you know exposed, sort of you sort of run into the problem where they're you know these people are no longer hid, and then people could go look for them. But you know, at least like you still get the commentary instead of being like hammering you over the head with the obvious to then and then also working like this twist to try to like surprise you or wow you or something like that. And because it feels like it feels like when you walk away from this movie. The talking points are, wow, what did you think of that twist? Instead of being like, what did you think about the what it was trying to comment on? I and also think I don't think that's a good thing with this type of film. 
I wish they would have had more people to fo- uh, focus on at the plantation beyond Janelle Monet. Like, because mm-hmm. they really played up that one guy, mm-hmm. and they really played up the 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 one woman before who was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of abandoned those characters after a certain point because, like, okay, we're gonna she needs help, obviously. So we're just gonna introduce these people to be muscle for her and for her like getting out of there. It I just I don't know. You know how this movie is better? Hmm. If instead of the plantation guy that they have, I don't know who he is, but instead of him you replace him with Don Johnson's character from Django Unchained. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so much better. Like I said, this movie, like the, the end is good, and this movie would have been so much better if it was just restructured and you I were know. able to spend time with these main characters. Yeah, I think like the framework is there. It's just sort of how they executed it. Yeah. Terrible, just terrible. <sighs> um. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about it. I was very disappointed with this one. I was looking forward to seeing it in another turd in the 2020 toilet. Do you know when mm-hmm. I knew that it was, took place in modern day? <clears throat> so the very first line that like that main villain in the past says, I heard it and I was like, that's some terrible dialogue. That sounds so modern. And then I was like, Wait a second. What was the dialogue? It's just like something that you definitely would not expect to hear from something that's period accurate. I got my first confirmation when the <laughs> new girl is talking to Jenna Malone, and, and then Jenna Malone is like, these white people will kill you. And I was like, these white people? Hmm. I was like, that's an interesting choice of words. Listen, as much as, you know... This movie was a success. It got its point across, even if it was, like, Almost there was no way of, like, avoiding getting the point. But like, Yeah, you, you're going to get it, whether that you want to or not. Well, all I'm saying <laughs> is, is we're, we're referring to the plantation as the past when it's it's still modern time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's successfully doing what it's set out to do right now. I don't know. Well, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. It just, it's... It starts this conversation that is just like it's it's a slippery slope. Slippery soap? What's a slippery, slippery slope? Soap. Because like like you said, like the conversation is going to be, oh my god, the whole movie takes place in the present and not like what that actually means. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a. I think that's not what you want for this type of movie. You want to talk about that with a sixth sense? Fine. I feel like Antebellum. That should not be the what you're walking away with. I see dead people. I see white people. <laughs> I fucking go. Have you ever seen? Um, <clears throat> All right, what are you guys going to give Antebellum then out of five stars? 1.5. I'm going to give it a Oof. two and a half. <sighs> I'm going to give it a generous three. That is very generous. All right, let's... At that point, Jake, you're saying that mm. it's above 50% of all movies out there. No, that's what you are. You would be saying. <laughs> I say that's what you're saying. 
No, no, no. If you give it, if you give it a, if I give it a, a 50 out of 100, which is what I'm doing, two and a half out of out of 100, or two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of 100. Whew, I'm saying, I'm saying, movie. <laughs> you're saying that it is better than 60 percent of all movies out there. Okay, but you are the one that's what I'm saying. You're the one that said that it was terrible, but it still is not the worst rated movie that you've had this year. Yes, can confirm. But it's terrible. It was a worse movie this year for you? Apparently. Yeah. Did you give American Pickle a This whole thing starts to fall apart here. American Pickle is a worse movie. Yeah, but you were saying that this movie is terrible. It had no redeeming qualities. Two and a half. I really don't just, want to get into the star rating okay. argument again. I'm, I'm putting sound bits in here for, you know. For who, Chris? For future Who's... reference. That's all I'm going to go with. Yeah, I don't want to get into the star rating debate again because I'd rather talk about Blu-ray purchases and the star rating debate. When I don't have Blu-ray purchases to talk about next week, pull up this argument. Pull up the star argument again, and I'll gladly go over it with you. Okay. But not this week, Chris. I just can't. That's right on hold. What does what does I'm thinking of ending things have on? Oh, it's true. You you hated that movie. Listen, I hated it upon viewing. Let me let me let me say this. I did not like the movie when I viewed it. When I watched it, I thought it was a ginormous piece of garbage. I thought it was so bad. Hold on, no 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 no. Let me finish. I'm Upon explanation of certain points of view of the movie, mm. looking back, I enjoy it more now. But my viewing of the movie was horrible. So Would you rewatch? I get to rewatch it. I, I I won't rewatch it right now, but at some point, yeah. Uh, I see. I, I would. I would rewatch it just to have. Do you that, think you'd give it? Off. Do you think you'd rewatch it before the end of the year? To give it a reevaluation, see if it makes that top ten after all. Potentially, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's gonna make the top ten. That's awful. With the prior, with the <laughs> knowledge that I have. What right did now. You, What did you give? I'm thinking of ending things. Fuck, I can't remember. It was a two or a two and a half. So does that mean Antebellum is also gonna be on your top ten? <laughs> no, 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 no. All, no, no, this this movie with this with me thinking on it has gone up in the, in star rating. Okay. I see. Yes. Did they take it off? No, oh, it's literally right there, you dumbass. Sticks and stones. Yeah, that's the one from this year. All right. Well, we can move on. Let's talk about let's talk about some other things that we watched this week. I actually had a busy week. I watched a lot of shit. Mm. I watched one thing. Nice. Oh, you watched Pitch Black. You did watch some shit. Yeah, man. I guess I'll start. Chris only has one thing, so he's about to tap out real quick. You want me to just get it out of the way now? Save it to the very end. You can All finish right. this off. Hold on, you guys want to talk about what we watched before you get into your Blu-ray movies? That's going to be the special that uh, I thought ends you guys would have been chomping at the bit right now. I mean, we already know that it's going to be a fucking a wash, so. We already know of the 30 people who listen to it. Their, the, their interest level is going to go antebellum review, what we watch, and they're just going to fucking peace out over the last bit. <laughs> Fair. So what did you watch, Chris? 
I, I thought I was waiting till the end. Oh my. Yeah, Chris is gonna be the little cherry on top. Um, I watched a movie. I don't know where its country of origin is. Hold on one second. It is a. Swedish. It might be Swedish. Swedish. Uh, it's called Dogs Don't Wear Pants. Directed mm. by. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm not gonna even try that. Um. <laughs> so th- okay, so it came out in 2000. Oh, it's I think it's Norwegian. It came out in 2019 in Norway, but has yet to receive a technical U.S. release. So I'm going to count it as 2020. So this is in my top 10 of the year. Um, okay. It was called Dogs Don't Wear Pants. And it's about a guy named uh, Ouya. And his wife dies in a drowning accident. And ever after that, he's kind of searching for ways to like feel something again. And so he visits, frequently visits a dominatrix. Okay. And the movie is just kind of about him trying to, like, reconnect with his life and get over the death of his wife, while also dealing with the repercussions of, like, everyone else in his life that he is ignoring to try and feel something again. And it's very, it's very good, very, very good movie. She pours candle wax on him and then... When he complains about the burn, she pees on him to put it out. Very good. <laughs> Is it a comedy or? No, not comedic at all. No, not a dark comedy. Not comedic. Oh, okay. But uh, it's good stuff. Oh, she rips one of his teeth out. Pretty good. Pretty good Ooh, stuff. Jeez. Sounds like a real good time, Zach. She's a dumb so, dude. I'm curious. What does the title of the movie stem from? Dogs don't work. I don't know. I wish I knew. I got oh, it. actually, that makes sense. So <laughs> just put it he together wears now. like. <laughs> uh, so she, the first time he like he shows up, she like gives him an outfit that he's like, like that is what you wear when you come here, and it's like this leather kind of like leotard thing, and he is then treated like a dog. So I would assume that's that's a reference there. I see. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> Chris, did you hear the can the candle wax part? No. So he. Did they put it in his butthole? She pours candle wax on him, and then when he complains that it's hot, she pees on it to put it out the burn. So she's just got a piss tank reserved wow. to go in case he gets Dude. burnt. So there's a scene of her drinking like a like a gallon jug of water before one of her clients comes in, and it's like she's locked and loaded. Fuck she's, yeah. She's chomping at the bit to just release. This was good stuff. I mean, you don't often get to see people peeing on each other. So There was a movie I saw, and I think it was Horrible Bosses, where they had a joke in there where they hired a liquidator. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the best jokes I'd ever seen because the guy who is the liquidator is Mr. Fantastic from the original Fantastic Four. Nice. His career took a nose death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, that'll be the highlight of his career. Well, I'll keep, retrospective. <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep the themes rolling here. And for the first time watch I watched Boogie Nights, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. 
You've never seen that before? I've never seen I've never seen Boogie Nights. <laughs> and I I liked it. I did. I really did. I I liked Mark Wahlberg's as the casting choice in it. Like he like he like oddly fits. It's like you know, they're making movies about porn, so obviously it's not like porn's known for they're great not acting. About porn. It is porn, is what they make. It's porn. They're making porn. That's true. They are making porn. It's a movie about making porn. So porn actors are not necessarily known for their great acting. I wouldn't say Mark Wahlberg is known for his great acting. So it's kind of like this cool meta element that's sort of working where he kind of just fits in really well with everyone. And then the supporting cast is great. Like, I think Burt Reynolds in it is awesome. I love John C. Riley as like his good buddy that he becomes friends with. Do you Julian see Moore is great. Because this no. might be the movie for me to do. No, he's like a he's like a sound guy. That's unfortunate. No, but then he becomes no no. Philip Seymour Hoffman is the sound guy. Oh, that's right. So, do you see John C. Riley's chest pubes all the way down to his ball fro? You, and does she grab him by the wiener? I don't think she grabs him by the wiener, and I don't think there's a chest pube, chest fro or ball fro. But I think he might be shirtless at one point. No, definitely. He's definitely shirtless at one point. I hope so. Um, but yeah, there's this, like all the, the like the running gag jokes about like how big his dick is is hilarious. Like I love William H Macy's wife, who's like oh he, he always finds her fucking someone. <laughs> like that's pretty funny. Uh, no, it's it's pretty good. I think I think at the last like 20 minutes it kind of goes off the rail for me a little bit. Where, like, everybody's, like, they're kind of getting out of porn a little bit because, like, the times are changing. And, like, the whole scene at the end with, uh, what's that fucking character that they go to buy the drugs from? Jose Molina? Is that who the actor is? Yeah, it's Dr. Octopus. Funky Comedina? That's not Jose Molina. Isn't that Alfred something? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole... I mean, it's kind of funny where, like, they're, like, randomly just throwing off fireworks, <laughs> just randomly. But just, like, by that point, like, I don't know. I feel like it just takes a dip in, for me. But other than that, like, I, I really did like the whole thing. I thought it was pretty funny. Did you know that Burt Reynolds hated Paul Thomas Anderson? That's what I heard. That's what I was reading on Wikipedia, which is weird. It's crazy to think that this was his second feature film. That's why he hated him, because he was just young, and Burt Reynolds is like, was like the biggest movie star on the planet, and now he's being directed by 27-year-old Paul Thomas Anderson. Think he would be whistling the same tune right now? But he got him a fucking Oscar, dude. So would be. (laughs) He got him an Oscar win, so go fuck yourself, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds won an Oscar for this. Yep. Badass. I'm pretty sure he won. He's at the very least he was nominated. Julianne Moore was nominated for an Oscar, and Paul Thomas Anderson was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And Dirk Diggler is a great name, too. You know who else was nominated for Best Original Screenplay? Matt Damon. For Google Hunting? Yeah. (laughs) And Ben Affleck. You know who won? Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Speaking of... Benny Affleck, I rewatched from 2010, uh, directed by Ben Affleck, 
uh, written by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck. The town. The town. I watched The Town. Um, I wish I had watched this for Top 50 of the Decade, because this movie fucking rules. Mm. I forgot how good it is. Yep. Um, I'm sure you've all seen it. You know, Ben Affleck robs yep. a baby, takes a girl hostage, falls in love with a girl. Has not masks. Has not masks. Great, great movie. I love the Boston accents. It's great. Jeremy Renner. This is probably the most tolerable he's ever been in his career. So good for you. Um... <laughs> Rebecca Hall is in it. She's good. oh John Hamm. John Hamm's the one. This is what John Hamm should be doing. Like he's very good at these smaller dramatic roles. Stop trying to be funny, John Hamm. <laughs> like you're not. <laughs> he's he's hilarious in that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but other than that, he's not funny. Typically, no. I don't think so. He's not bad in Bad Times at the El Royale. Haven't seen it. I don't think you'd like it. I don't think you know me at all. I think I might. A little bit. But uh, the the robbery stuff is great in this movie. The compelling relationship drama. You can't go wrong. Plus there's that one line between Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner that's so badass. And Ben Affleck's just like, we're going to go somewhere, we're going to hurt some people, and I can't tell you who it is or why we're doing it. You in? And he's like, whose car are we taking? And then... Oh, so badass. So <laughs> Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting hard just thinking about it. I'm sure. <laughs> Didn't take me thinking about it to get there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of guns and such, movies involving guns and people being shot, I watched Saving Private Ryan, directed Shaving by Ryan's Privates. Exactly, directed by Chris's favorite director of all time, The Berg. Also, is Matt Damon in The Town? No, Matt Damon is not in The Town. Okay, so no connection there, and for I'm afraid is Tom Hanks in The Town. Yes, he's in the okay, movie. Right <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to rewatch Saving Private Ryan. I, I had it sort of floating in the bottom of my top 100 list. I kind of just wanted to watch it just to see if it would stay. I'm sorry, Spielberg, but you out. Yeah, it's not in mine. Guys I, do like, I do like the movie. Like the opening, Storming the Beach on Normandy, is fucking insane. That is intense. Stress inducing. That is that is insane. Yeah. I like I like all the stuff that involves World War II. The shit I cannot fucking stand is the old man bookends, where he's like, he's like oh, a little yeah. boy ran through a candy store and he's just like running ahead of his family and he's trying to get to the little grave, and he's like, Ooh, keep I don't up think he's look in the candy store. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> we'll keep up with these family friends. Look at all my dead friends. Look at all my dead friends. <laughs> And then the ending bit where he's like crying and he's just like, I, "Have I been a good man?" It's like, get told you, it's out of here, over, Spielberg. Overly sentimental Spielberg. I, I can't fucking stand it. But then all the other shit though, 
like all throughout like I love that stuff. There's some people I forgot were even in it, like Vin Diesel, Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten they were even in this movie. Good stuff. That's dude. that's your top bills right there. That's a great war movie. <laughs> Not the top bill, but <laughs> I've forgotten about it. I like it all the way up, like like even when they, when they find Private Ryan, like that's fine. It's just like the last. It just feels like it all builds up, and then it's just like, oh, shit, like you still got this whole entire shooter like battle at the end. And you're just kind of exhausted. At least I am. I'm just kind of exhausted by the end. I'm just so tired, Spielberg. Like it's like it's fun. Like I would say all the action is fun. It's really well done. It's really well directed, well choreographed. It's just like at a certain point, it's just like I don't know. I'm just ready to wrap it up here. I'm not ready to spend another half an hour on this thing. Like I do still, I, I do still like it though. Just I just don't think it's gonna be in the top 100, you know. I was amazed at how much I remembered of the movie too. Like I thought there was a lot of pieces missing, but we were, like rewatching it, I was like, no, I remember this, I remember that. Chris, you love this movie, don't you? I do love this movie. I think it's a little bit long, but I'm down with it. Where is it in your top 100? I have not decided yet. Top 50? Um, maybe. If if it's not like probably in like my 40s or my 50s, or maybe even like my 60s, or my oh. 70s or my 80s, maybe my okay. 90s. So you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really think about it. You're you're right. No, I'm not making it. Is it higher or lower than Master of Disguise? <laughs> okay, well, everything's lower than Master of Disguise. So. Dude, can you imagine Master of Disguise versus the Scorpion King? I Great podcast. Podcast would have to end. Like, Dude, like you can't even be, pick one. It'd be a rhetorical question. Like, there is no do answer. Think, do you think the, co- the, co- the podcast would be the Scorpion in Disguise? <laughs> Don't you're getting me hard? Don't. Yeah. <laughs> what did you watch, Chris? I watched. You're done. You're tapped. No, I'm not done, but just let him go. I'll go. You only got one thing. It's I watched. Bake uh, off. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'll get it out of the way. I watched the Social Dilemma on oh, Netflix. Jesus Christ. It was one of the most popular movies this week. I thought I'd give it a shot. What did you think? Interesting. Um, I didn't have... I enjoy your in-depth analysis. I mean, I didn't have any social media before I watched it. Because I deleted it all already. You certainly wouldn't have it now. Yeah. Well, I don't. I turned off all my notifications, though. Wait, is that why you delete... Is that why you moved away from Messenger? Because you watched The Social Dilemma? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. I go... Well, I turned off all my notifications on Messenger, everything, so I never knew when you guys were message like texting the group thing. So I, I wanted to switch it's pretty useless. Yeah, but See, then I, I turned phone, off. But I my, only put it on air. I, I always have it on airplane mode. <laughs> but then I turned off my cell phone uh, messaging notifications, so I have to like manually go in and see if you guys said anything. What is wrong with you? I, don't know, I want my phone to be a tool. I don't want to be my phone's tool. <laughs> Is that something? Please tell me that's a quote from the social dilemma. No, it's not. That was an original. Oh, bummer. Chris, we went over this last week. You gotta wear the hat. Don't let the hat wear you. <laughs> that's literally what I'm doing. 
So I turned off all my notifications on my phone. The only I've, I've like look, look at your screen time right now. How much? Oh, you don't want to know. I want to know. I do. I genuinely do want to know. This is it's, it's an unfair. Before you click on it, guess guess how much screen time you have. Five hours and ten minutes. Five hours and fifty-two minutes today. That's what it yeah. updates. Okay, but you understand, right? You spend nearly six hours on your phone. No, no, no. So this is what happens. It counts the time. If my phone is near my computer, it counts the time I use my computer too. Because I have an iMac and I have an iPhone, so they're all in the same like network. Okay, fine. Cut it into a third. That's still like two hours. Okay. What's your point? My point is, I'm at two hours right now cool. on my phone. Fucking good for you. All I'm saying is that. I'm, well, wait, so wait, so therefore you both are equal then? I mean, well, good thing you turn off all your notifications. You're yeah, you had Zach divide his by three. Listen, you're, like, yes. you're like, yes. Like, I'm going based off of the numbers that I have. Hours. Okay, I got two hours on my phone today, but I spent a lot of time reading CNN articles and. Oh, and okay. Here we go. <laughs> I did. I did. I spent this morning learning about the Supreme Court nomination. How do you know I'm not spending five hours and 52 minutes reading Supreme Court nominee articles? I know articles? for a fact you're not. So therefore, my five hours on my phone is more productive than your two hours on your phone. I mean, it would be the exact same amount of productivity if we spent it doing the exact same thing. Would it not? No, because obviously I can, I can read more articles in five hours than you can read in two hours. But that doesn't – no, because the same productivity yeah, is the same. You just did more of it. I win. <laughs> yeah, unlikely. <laughs> okay. Just tell me about the social dilemma. Um, it's weird, man. They like, it's crazy the stuff that these guys are doing. I guess is like, what's so baffling about it? There's a lot. I take everything that everybody's saying on here with a grain of salt because like, it gets to a point at the end where they're just like, what's the worst problem? Like, what's the worst problem facing us today? And they're all just like, social media and your phones are controlling you. And then at the very end, they're like, so what is like, where does this, where is this leading? What are you most afraid of? And every single one of them is like, a civil war. It's like, I get, I get why you would say that, but like, is that legitimately what you believe? Chris, you sound like you're getting ready for the red pill, bud. Get ready. What? Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. Here we go. I'm not gonna read You're Ted Kaczynski's ready manifesto. Did you learn anything from it that you didn't already know or just assumed was already happening? I mean, like, I, I guess what I'm, what, what I can say about it is that. There are reactions that people have to their phones and that I have had to my phone that that it explained it. Like you like knew, like, like you had you knew these things were happening. Like my big thing was like um, the the push notifications of like the unwarranted notification of just like, hey, come check out this. Or like, hey, this person is online right now. Like or like the the when your phone is out of your pocket. How you look at your phone in hopes that like somebody is messaging you or something along those lines, and how it triggers something in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like they, they explain those type of things in in the documentary. And does it, was, it get into Does it get into phantom buzzing? Like how you think you feel your phone buzz? Like is it actually Is there someone actually monitoring my phone and making it buzz so then I check my phone? 
that, that I that they did not get into. Nothing in regards. There's 100% times I know for a fact I feel my phone vibrate. So then I pull it out. I'm just like, hmm, someone's punking me right now. Dude, it happens to me every day. I've turned off all my notifications, so I don't. The only time my phone vibrates is when uh, somebody's calling me or somebody's FaceTiming me. That's the or, or my I have alarm going off. Those are the only time my phone vibrates. But I'll sit there and like be doing the dishes, and all of a sudden my pocket will just go, and I'll be like, fuck, like I gotta pick this up now, and I'll look at it and nothing will be there, and I'm like, fucking bullshit. That's what I'm wondering. Is it is it calculated buzzing to get you to look at your phone and then be like, well, since I'm already on it, I might as well go look at this or that. There is a way to test it. I could turn my phone off and see if it happens. It's true. Then we'll know for sure. Let me ask you this. After watching The Social Dilemma, are you more inclined or less inclined to wear one of my specially custom-made 10 Kaczynski was right t-shirts? I'm not going to wear that, no. I don't even know what Ted Kaczynski thought. What all these people are saying, bud. Technology's ruining people's lives. Technology's not ruining Ted Kaczynski, was that the, was, was, did he play Jim in The Office? <laughs> Good. <laughs> also, Jake, I just have to say there was a joke you made in the podcast like four episodes ago where you made a reference to Pineapple Express and how your favorite architect was the guy who <laughs> designed Madison Square Garden. And I didn't catch on to it then. But you listen back to the episode or something? No, I, I watched Pineapple Express like a couple weeks ago or a week ago. I really ago. didn't hear you talk about it. That's weird. It was on there. I mentioned it. But I wanted you to know the joke is appreciated. Four weeks later, that's what we're going for. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. My turn? Yeah. Let's see. I rewatched The Wizard of Oz. Hadn't seen it in a while. This is probably one of the most interesting movies for me because as a kid, I never really liked it. I think it more stemmed from I just never really cared for musicals. But now now that I'm a – I wouldn't say I'm a musical head, but I will say that I love The Wizard of Oz now. Like I think it's hilarious. I love the songs. I watched it like four days ago, and I've had songs stuck in my head for four days, and it's getting a little annoying now. But I think it's great. I think – I think what – I guess as a kid, like because I never really liked musicals, I never really wanted to pay attention to the songs. But now that I listen to them and kind of like know the lyrics to them, like I think like more humor comes from it now because I think that some of the songs like are pretty funny. And even a bigger twist, like in the movies, like I absolutely hated when the line would do his King of the Forest song. I thought that was the worst song. Now it's, I think it's the best song in the whole thing. It's one of my favorites. That and the Munchin' Land one. Did you watch it while listening to Dark Side of the Moon? Oh, shit. I never thought to do that. I should. Okay, this week I'm not going to do it, but that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Wizard of Oz, man. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, like I said earlier, I rewatched The Village, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, still love it. Still Shyamalan's best movie. Joaquin's so great. He's so great in that movie. 
He's the best. He's great. Dallas Bryce Howard. Adrian Brody. The bro. Oh, that's right. I forget that he's in that. I forget that he exists. Oh, Chris. Or sorry, Zach. Not to derail you, but Chris, you're going to watch that movie Enola Holmes on Netflix? What's Enola Oh, is that the, the Sherlock Holmes one? His younger sister. Are you going to watch that? Um, I wasn't going to. If you guys want to review like, it next week, I'll throw it on. It seems like a movie... I thought we were doing the re- through the 30 year anniversary of Goodfellas. We can, but like all I'm saying is that email. Also, Holmes like Anola email. Holmes, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown. She was a producer on that on that movie. I oh wow! Fucking don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, was just, I was just curious. Go ahead, Zach. Talk about uh, talk about the village now. Uh, it still holds up. I still love it a lot. I still think it's great. Um, I think I don't want to compare the village and Annabelle too much because it's just pretty unfair. Because one is the far superior film, but hmm. I think what the village does that Antebellum doesn't is it still largely works as a genre movie. Like, it, there are parts of the movie that are still, like, pretty creepy, pretty suspenseful, that just work really well. And, I mean, I love the, the use of the yellow cloaks. Like, the mm-hmm. the, the creature design is cool. William, mm-hmm. Hurt, William Hurt is the unsung hero of the movie. He's great. He's fabulous. Fabulous. Sigourney Weaver is good, you know? The Weave. Um, the Weaver Beaver. The Weaver Beaver. I just love the village. Great score. Great, great score. Mm-hmm. Signs. It's probably his best shot movie too. Like it looks amazing. Is it better than Signs? It is better than Signs. Hmm. Those aliens creep the fuck out of me. I would like to rewatch Signs. Thing I like to rewatch. I want to rewatch Thunder Road. Not related, but all right. <laughs> I mean, they're both things uh, that we want to watch. So they are related. <laughs> Speaking of movies that feature Sigourney Weaver, first time watch Chris, if you can find this, if you can believe this, I watched Ghostbusters. Oh, love that movie. I had never seen <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver and Ghostbusters? Yeah. Zach, what? your face when Chris was like, I love that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know? Just like completely no, disgusted. Uh, Sigourney Weaver isn't it. It's Bill Murray's like love interest. Ghostbusters is a solid three. Ghostbusters is a solid five, dude. That's making top one hundred, no question. I like Ghostbusters. It's pretty funny. It's a lot like more like low key funny than I thought it was. Or I thought it would be. <laughs> Woo! Excuse me. That was quite the sneeze. You Thank said you. you fart at the same time while you sneeze. No, that'd be that'd be cool though. I've done that. Did <laughs> um, pop one of your cysts? No, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Ghostbusters other than that. Um, I did have a few good chuckles. Uh, like I said, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be more like laugh out loud funny. It's more just like kind of situational and more just like these little lines that they say that are pretty funny. 
Rick Moranis, though, is hilarious in it. Heck yeah, he is, dude. Like that nerdy neighbor. I love it. Heck yeah, man. (laughs) So what do you do for fun? I collect spores and fungus. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the cast. The cast is pretty good. Like Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. Like they all do. They all pretty well together. Bill Murray is pretty good. I'm interested to check out Ghostbusters 2. What's your opinion, Chris? Do you like Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2 more? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2 is okay, but they start to lose me. Okay. And have you seen Ghostbusters? Was it Answer the Call? The new one? Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm. Horrible. Well, so mm. is Andrew Bell, but that's a two and a half, so. Yeah. And I would say Ghostbusters is really all I really care to talk about. I watched Jurassic Park 3. Rachel and I watched the Jurassic Park trilogy over the last couple weeks. 3 is the best, right? 3 is the worst. 2 is the worst. I don't know. Like, I feel like I go up and down with these movies. Like, I'll watch them, and then I won't be that into them, and then I'll watch them again. I was like, you know, it actually wasn't that bad. And then I'll watch it again, and it's not that great. I'm like a roller coaster with these movies. I'd stop watching them. You stopped watching them? I wouldn't watch them. I don't, I don't I think care all, if I ever see Jurassic Park again. Like, they all have re- – like, I do like the original Jurassic Park. I think that one's great. But, like, they all seem – like, they have enough rewatch value that I go back to them. But it's – but, like, it's not – like, but it's still, like, every time I watch them, they're still just not great. Jurassic Park 1 is great. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I do like Jurassic, Jurassic Park World 1. Than Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'd like to. I haven't seen. Big I think I've only seen. Yeah, I've only seen them both once. So I'd be. I would check them out. <laughs> I remember not liking Fallen Kingdom at all, but I re- sometimes I return to shitty movies that I don't care for. Been there. And then uh, Zach, you Zach, you you can finish this out, bud. Well. Speaking of Jurassic Park, um, I watched a movie that does not have any dinosaurs, but stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jack Nicholson, directed by Martin Scorsese, called The Departed. Mm-hmm. Big pile of poopy, too. It amazes me that when people talk about the great films of Martin Scorsese that The Departed is not in the conversation. Because... I was joking when I said it was poopy, by the way. I want everybody to know. It's phenomenal. It's a great movie. That the, there's one I, I love the entire movie, but that one scene where Jack Nicholson's like got a fucking rat, like that whole thing is just fucking gets me every time. I forgot like how funny it is too. Like it's hilarious. It is pretty funny. Fucking firefighters. Like Jack Nicholson is funny. Mark Wahlberg and Alec Baldwin are funny. Alec Baldwin's in her shit. I forgot about him. Yeah, like there's just. There's just so much good stuff in this movie. Like when he's like, when I tell you to dump a body in the marsh, you dump it <laughs> in the marsh. Not next to the marsh where Tommy Tuchin's going to get stick sucked every Thursday. <laughs> oh, shit. I still quote from time to time, no ticky, no laundry. <laughs> I do love the scene in the porno theater. That, that scene's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I also it also just handles like 
you know, this guy works for the PD, but he's actually a rat, but this guy's actually a rat, but he's pretending with the, like, it handles that whole jumbled mess very well. Mm-hmm. And then I think it gets to the end, and it's kind of just like, it kind of, I don't dislike the ending. I think it fits, but I also just feel like it feels kind of like Scorsese was like, yeah, I guess I don't really know what to do. And then just shoots everyone. Yep. Hey, it's productive. Gets the point across. A good way of ending things. Exciting. Memorable. I'm really not a Matt Damon fan, but I think he's pretty good in this. Matt Damon's great. Yeah, I think they're all pretty good in it. Everyone's good. Yeah. Even Mark Wahlberg. I like Mark Wahlberg in it, too. Mark Wahlberg usually sucks, but in this, he's pretty good. No, they're all good. Is that uh, it? Nothing else? Then, I also watched... Uh, lastly. Lassie? Lassie. A film from 1982 directed by Philip Borsos called The Gray Fox. And this is a movie about a... Um, is that an Anderson Cooper documentary? It is about Anderson Cooper. Um, no, this movie stars... Is it a prequel to the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yes. Uh, Richard Farnsworth is the main character. He plays a stagecoach robber who goes to jail for about 15 years. And when he comes out of jail, there's no more... St- there's no more stagecoaches. You know why, Chris? Why? Because they invented the steam engine. So now there are trains. Trains? And Planes? He's, he's kind of... Automobiles? He's at a loss where he's got, kind of got to figure out what to do in his life. Does he want to go back to robbing people? Does he want to move forward? He doesn't really know, Chris. He doesn't, he doesn't really know. I feel like the answer is pretty obvious there. You yeah, rob he starts people. robbing trains. You're right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he, he runs away to Canada. He meets a girl. He thinks he might want to sell down. But then there's just that one that one last job that you just need. Of course. But I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Very nice. good. Very good. Did he die in the end? I'm not going to tell you that. It came out in Maybe because I don't remember. But <laughs> third one, Zach. <laughs> it has a great, great cover, great poster. Very simple. Just Richard Farnsworth. He's got a nice hat on, a nice gray coat. Oh, you meant cover, uh, like a cover song. Box. It's like somebody covered Crash into me. That would be great. No, that wouldn't be great. You can't. <sighs> Fucking bullshit. No one covers Crash into me in this movie. Well, since that takes place in 1908, a, I don't think Crash a is anything. Then I will what never watch this movie. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. He dates this woman. She's kind of a feminist, Chris. I think he'd like it. She thinks it's, it's 1908. She thinks women should have rights and stuff like that. And It's good. It's good stuff. That's good. <laughs> Gray Fox. Hey, Gray Fox, man. That's the Gray Fox in a nutshell, you know? Feminist train robberies. He, hey, he's down with it, too. He agrees with her. Crash into me. 
That's how you know he's a great guy. Even though he robs trains, you know he's a great guy because he agrees with her. I don't think Dave Matthews would sing over a bad movie, so. That's true. He wouldn't. He would not. <clears throat> I mean, he's in Just Go With It, so like. Just Go With It's a great movie. And I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. It's a good movie. <laughs> Is it though? Is it though? I like it. Is it though? What? A good movie. I mean, like. No, but yes. Just no is the right answer. <clears throat> it's no, uh, that new movie that's coming out for the Halloween. Ubi Halloween comes out in Ooh, 10 days. There we go. I'm counting down. Days. You're <laughs> like, oh, I'm counting down. I'm pumped for this movie. Is that what you use your phone for? To check your <laughs> phone calls and also just to count? Do you have a countdown timer going for that movie? I've got an alarm set on my phone for the moment it's dropped on Netflix. Ten six at midnight, Ubi Halloween. <laughs> you guys can't tell me you're not pumped for this flick. I thought we were reviewing it for you. We are reviewing it. Yeah, <laughs> so. You so, so it'll be Goodfellas and then Ubi Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's how you follow it up. Oh, man, sorry, Goodfellas. Don't mean to have you open for the actual star. Yeah, not a, not a bad opener. Not a bad opener. All right. Well, that about wraps it up here. Zach, you wanna you wanna get into this? You're about to get destroyed. I might be about to be. I might be destroyed. We'll see. What you got? Well, I guess okay. So here's a here's a nice visual representation here come back this is what i got in the last two weeks oh wow that's cute so zach did get me i mean he must got me beat yeah all right chris this is is what we're gonna do huh i'm just gonna hand it to you and you try to hold as much as you can (laughs) (laughs) you're even okay what what do we got in there what are some standouts in there i'll give you some standouts uh, Shivers, David Cronenberg's Shivers. Okay, okay, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got that one. We got Shivers here. Get that uh, from Bulbos? Mine is, um, everything that I have here is unopened, so. Okay, right on. Uh, we got Shivers, you know, we got the classic Clint Eastwood, The Mule. Oh my fucking gosh. Uh, Blah. We got right you you skipped one there, Zach. What the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Was it the first or second one? First. You guys are fucked. I have that. I watched it too. Forty-seven meters down, uncaged. No demolition man, Chris. Raising Arizona, the commuter. You guys are fucked. Oh, some of these I already have. Oh, let's see what we got here. I'll get, I guess I'll take a, I guess I'll take a little small stack here, Zach, for me, and I'll go see. We got, uh, yeah, Rick and Morty season four. Already started, already dug into it. It's pretty good. We got Armageddon. Classic. Classic. Uh, Star Trek Beyond, capped off the trilogy. Invisible Man, 4K. We got Knives Out. The Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Nada. And Psycho, I'm particularly excited about this one. Did I tell you about this, Chris? I know I told Zach 
Mm-hmm. So I was so this was on an end cap at towards the front in Best Buy. And I had a I had a stack of some other movies and I walked by it. And there was a little sticker that said 16.99 for the 4K. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a pretty good price." So I grabbed it and I go up to the counter, scans it, 22.99. And I go, "Uh, excuse me, miss. Over at the end cap over there, it says 16.99." She goes, "Hmm." I'm not quite sure about that one. Hmm, okay. So she goes over to the end cap, sees it. She peels off this little sticker that's, that someone had accidentally put over there. And she's like, oh, I don't know what's quite to do what to do here. So she calls over the manager and explains him the whole thing. And he's just like, just give it to him. So he got it for $16.99. $6? No, but a whole $6 is what you saved? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Okay, this is where we get. This is where we get into the some of some of the embarrassing stuff. Uh, or not this. This is the Whiplash Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Oh, I don't I like that. steelbooks, but I got that. I have that one. Uh, we've got Requiem for a Dream. You know. Got it. We need a nice. Take the see, edge off. See, this isn't that embarrassing because you've bought a bunch of shit that I already own. <laughs> so uh, really, what we got to compare is what's what don't the other ones own. We got a Bobby Z in the the Bird Classic Monster House. I don't have that. Uh, we got <laughs> we got Band of the Hand. I don't have that. <laughs> uh, we got Heat. I have that. Uh, we've got Devil's Rejects, which I don't Solid. want to talk about how many times I've bought in the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, um, we'd just buy it and sell it back to Bull Moose. Let's, uh, okay, what are we, what are we Three, here? four. Oh man, we got. Oh, I hate this fucking movie. Uh, the new Hellboy. <laughs> oh, oh, did you get that on Blu-ray or 4K? Uh, it was on Blu-ray for five bucks. I just bought the 4K for 9.96. Oh. Uh, we got um. Aria stirs mid Somar. See, I'm holding on for the 4K. Tim Tim Burton's nine. Solid. Nine is good. Oh man, I got freaks. I don't I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's good. That was on Netflix. Rachel and I watched that. I liked it. Why? Uh, We got Mission Impossible Fallout. You don't already own that? I don't know. (laughs) These are all terrible. Oh, it's a quiet place. Oh, just despite all of you, I only bought Jurassic Park 3. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, We got Mark Wahlberg Classic Patriots Day. Oh, that's only five bucks. I considered buying that. Oh, we no, sorry, it was Deepwater Horizon that was eight, five bucks. Beetlejuice and Mission Impossible 3. Is Beetlejuice, is that 4K? Blu-ray. Ah. Let's see, well, Zach, so I got uh, Airplane, Steelbook. Good. Never seen that. One of the best before. comedy movies ever made. I got the Deer Hunter on 4K. We got Twister. Chris's favorite, Caddyshack. Who like Caddyshack? Got Green Mile, Batman the Movie, starring Adam West and Burt I, Ward. I can't think of Green Mile without thinking of that Tom Hanks rap on YouTube. Nice. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> and classic League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's I, I actually really liked that movie. Here we, okay, um... We got for, produced by Guillermo del Toro, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Okay. 
I'm oh, considering it. Waiting there. Uh, we got the Nun from the Conjuring Universe. Okay. The Luke Besson classic Anna and Fifth Element. Solid. Uh, let's see. We got Chris's favorite Kong Skull Island. I got that 4K. Okay, we got the Sam Lot. Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher. You know, I know Chris loves that. Uh, Mission Possible Rogue Nation. Oh, we even got the new uh, Samuel Jackson Shaft. Solid. Is that 4K? Nope. You're going to hate this just because of all the plastic crinkling. Yeah, to the mic. Probably, Chris, you're probably right about that. <laughs> I just want to find my Rob Zombie steel. Where is it? The only movie out of this Poland. I'll take a couple stuff. more here. Another Chris classic. I got Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Uh, that one's got Dave Chappelle in it, too. Starship Troopers on 4K. We've got John Carpenter's Vampires, which I'm very excited to check out for Spooktober. Wizard of Oz on 4K. And Rocky Horror Picture Show. So here is my collector's edition Rob Zombie's Halloween Steelbook. Comes with the four and a half hour making of documentary. You're going to open it or you're just going to leave it closed? I'm not going to open it. I'm not going to let you touch it. That's a collector's item. Uh, speaking of collector's items, we got here the 25th anniversary edition of Clueless Steelbook. Oh my god. <laughs> I very much remember you condemning steelbooks at one point. <laughs> yeah, now we've got something like two or three of them. Oh, let's see. I got, uh, you know, Benicio Del Toro's The Wolfman. Solid. Uh, Beale Street Could Talk, Man of Steel. Solid. Man of Steel, 4K? Are you over 4K? Like, you never even bother buying them anymore? I'm not bringing my TV with me when I move out, so I, I, yeah, I'm not buying it. Oh, I see. Well, Mom has a 4K. Oh, she doesn't have a player. You're not, the, you're not taking the Xbox? Probably not, no. Damn. I've got uh, the Zack Snyder Classic BVS Ultimate Edition. <laughs> no, I own it. Let's see. we got Office Space here. we got, um, oh, Searching. I remember that. Uh, Becky came out last week. I got that. Kevin James Horror Movie Classic. That's right. Pretty good. Yeah, you, lo- you love that. Oh. Would you look at... Oh, man, Chris, you're going to love this one. I'm going to save this for you. I'm going to save it for you. I want you to read it out loud when I get to it. Uh, we got Armageddon. Classic. Uh, Jumanji. And then, Chris, what do we, what do we have? <laughs> the Ghost Rider Collection. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghost Rider 2 Film oh, Collection. He ordered this specifically to pick it up. He ordered this. <laughs> Includes the Ghost Rider Extended Cut and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Pretty excited to dip into this bad boy one day. <laughs> is it a Best Buy tag on there? So you bought that at Best Buy? It did, yes. All right, let's see. I got uh, Call Me By Your Name. We've got Amadeus, the director's cut. Chris's favorite, Tropic Thunder, the I director's do. cut. I've got like five favorites so far. I've got uh, Saban's Power Rangers, <laughs> uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, 4K. Found this for eight bucks. And Colorado Space. Is it just deals you guys want? Like, is that is that it? It's the name of the game. Deals. Oh, uh, we also got Devil Wears Nada. Sweet. Went with a little Hellfest. 
Uh, Uncle Buck. Oh, Blood Quantum. I've been meaning to check this out. Oh, it's on Shutter right now. Uh, it's a Shutter exclusive. So yes, uh, the Marky Mark Classic Deep Water Horizon. That's the one I wanted to get for five bucks. Uh, we got a little David Fincher's Gone Girl in here. close to the end here. <laughs> this one, a rough tally. There's a, so far, my... out of all the movies that you've bought, Zach, there's only one that I really would like to own. Is it the Ghost Rider double feature? I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but yes. The only one Last... that I want to have would be Whiplash. Alright, what do we got in here, Chris? Oh, the Nicolas Cage Primal. I almost watched that the other day on Hulu. <laughs> uh, over the, oh, we got Smokey and the Bandit, 40th Anniversary Edition. Nice. Never plan on watching that. Uh, we got Tom Cruise in the Tony Scott classic Days of Thunder. Got it. Eddie Murphy, Coming to America. They just announced the 4K for this. That's pretty cool. Got it. Oh, Jacob's Favorite, The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, you bastard. I want that. And then we got Jennifer Gardner and the classic revenge thriller, Peppermint. Classic. Which I remember you hated, Zach. I did, yeah. And then the Gremlins double feature. I'm going to get that on 4K when the price drops a little bit. I got here. We got, let's see, we got The Lost Boys. Very timely from our conversation earlier. The Goonies. Another Chris favorite. Yeah. Chris, you're gonna you're gonna love this. For fifteen bucks, I found a two pack 4K Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, that's awesome. I love Independence Day. I do that species. That's a great. We will not go quietly into the night. That was a great find. Had yeah, to get it. And then last but not least, rounding out Tango and Cash. Oh gosh, Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. I love that. That's a TNT movie if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> yeah, oh. for real. So we've got a nice uh, double feature here of Straight Jacket and Berserk. Uh, I watched it, so I had to run out and get uh, Ben Affleck's The Town. Uh, we've got Tony Scott's Man on Fire. We got Predator Two here. Solid. Marvel Predator One. I own it somewhere. Oh. Okay. Uh, let's see, we got uh, Tony Scott's Top Gun, we've got Adam's Family, two-movie collection, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values. Probably watch that with a nice, uh, you know, make a day of it with the monsters. Nice key ante. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got Creed here, we got the Shutter original documentary series, Cursed Films. Solid. Uh, we got the nice Rob Zombie triple feature here. House of Thousand Corpses, Devil... Oh, I got Double GX twice in <laughs> two weeks. How lucky am I? So how many times is that you bought Devil GX? <laughs> like four or five times. <laughs> oh, let's see. We've got uh, No Mercy, nice Richard Gere classic thriller. Uh, Sleepaway Camp Collector's Edition. Uh, Alejandra Aha's Piranha 3D. Love that one. Nice. We got Lords of Salem. I bought that quite a few times. Chris, this is this is. I know you're gonna out ready or not. Okay, I enjoyed that. Yeah, you I want to. I want to see that. I you, see a thing that says on the back in quotations, a surefire hit comedy. Because this is Howard Stern's private parts. Shut up. Nice. Shut up, dude. Good fun. I want to watch that. <laughs> Can I fucking see that? 
Oh, wait. Is that everything, Zach, now? That's everything. Listen to the quote that's on the front of this. Never before has a man done so much with so little. <laughs> Classic. That's a pretty good – we should do this like once a month. That's expensive. It's a good segment. You're going to have this much in a month. Yep. Half of this will be sold and be replaced <laughs> with a quarter of, of what you sold. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, let's see the final let's see the final count. So what Chris is holding is thirty-five. See that's what I have. Just total. So you probably yeah, so seventy might have been a pretty good guess. You didn't even bring out the figures. Suspense is killing me. The suspense is pressing on my bladder. Just when I think he's done counting, here's another stack. The final total is... 83. Shit. Wow, that's a lot. <sighs> Chris, you have a problem. You went hard on those <laughs> $5 Walmart bins. Always do. So I'll take this one. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'll take Shaft. Well, that was good. That was good. I'll take Howard Stern's private parts. And his Shaft. Yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings up uh, another week of Film and Lily. It was, it, it was 83. The count was 83. But with yep. the Ghost Rider double feature, it's 84. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be redoing a review of Goodfellas for the 30th anniversary. Uh, until next week, keep staying safe out there. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.